Welcome back, everyone, to your weekly podcast. And thank you so much for the support. We, uh, we've we reached over 5,000 views on our, all of our podcasts uh, combined, and that is, that is a lot of views. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and today, we are kicking things off with the, the powerful running squad of Oregon. Um, mm-hmm. this, this weekend, actually at the same track that Matthew Bowling ran, uh, ran at, they ran... Was it four or five people? Four, six. Five people under under four minute mile. That's that's crazy. I mean, yeah. I I believe there's a, a saying out there that less people have broken four minutes for the mile than people have climbed Mount Everest. So that's like, crazy. it's yeah. such little people, and these are college students. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, these aren't even like fully developed yet. I mean, like they're getting there, but like I'm sure. There's going to be a lot of pro like um, pro teams looking at these five guys, and to have five guys under four on one team, that just shows you how good the coaching must be there and how good of a team atmosphere they must have because to, to be able to run five guys under four minutes, like it's, it, it takes a special group of guys, and you, you have to really like the team to be able to do this. Like It's not just a normal thing. It's it's very very rare for this to happen. Yeah, and uh, on last week's podcast we talked about the uh, the DMR the distance medley relay, mm-hmm. and three of the same people were on that. Yeah. Um, Cole, Cole Hawker, yeah. uh, Cooper Teary, and Charlie Hunter. Yeah. Those three people were on the DMR, and they just broke uh, four minutes for the mile. Actually, they they went three fifty, so they were ten seconds under it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Cooper, not Cooper, um, Charlie Hunter was like uh, 352 or something like that, Which a little bit higher. still incredible. Like, once you get under four minutes, the it's it, it just gets really hard to cut off time once you get to the low fours and the high threes. So, yeah, it gets hard. Um, and I think that bringing up the point that what does COVID have to do with all this, I think that COVID has almost helped these records be taken down because we've seen, we've seen so many countless records being taken down previously from uh, Joshua Cheptegei a while back, breaking the 5K and the 10K world record. And now we have Hobbs Kessler just run a 3.57 as a high schooler in an indoor track. Like, that's unheard of. It's, It's pretty incredible. So I think that COVID does have a pretty big impact on this i definitely agree with that 100 percent um people i think it's a lot of the social aspect of it and like the not racing because if you are built up uh, for a full year of just training hard work training hard work uh on a constant then i think that just that makes you so much more ready because i mean not even on running like mondo duplantis Mm -hmm. the the pole vaulter who got uh Mm-hmm. athlete of the year he broke a uh, broke it broke yeah, the record, broke record. once or twice um i'm not sure but i know that he's he's been on the come up recently that's for sure and yeah he's been working at it um there's the the recent like world records have been broken and the amount of times that are being broken by this many people i think the not racing for so long and mm-hmm. being locked up and i also think having a mask on it's harder to breathe, and the more and more you have it on, yeah, I would agree the well. easier it is when you take it off. 
So yeah. that might have uh, have an effect, like yeah. your VO2. No, I can kind of relate to that a little bit. Like I feel when you have more time to prepare for a season or a big race coming up, you're going to do better because you're going to have more time to just mentally prepare. And that's, that's a big aspect of it is mental preparation. Um, if you don't have a good mental preparation into it, um, then you're just not going to, you're not going to race good. And I think with all the time that you have to prepare, it's, it's been a big, big thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, you mentioned, uh, the uh, high school athlete breaking four uh, for the mile and an indoor track. Yeah. What, what's his name? How? When did he yeah. do this? How did he do it? Um, so his name is Hobbs Kessler. He just recently committed to NAU. Um, he went 357, which is just faster than what Drew Hunter ran, uh, which he was the previous record holder for high school. And this was really out of nowhere. I saw a lot of stuff on Instagram like, this kid came out of nowhere. I didn't even know who this kid was before this. Personally, I knew who he was. I raced against him in NXR, and uh, just like seeing him commit to NAU, I, I kind of just knew about his name. I didn't really think that he was going to be capable of this, but he did it, and it's pretty incredible. I'm, um, it's going to be interesting to see where NAU is going to be at, because like, you almost think they can't get more than they have now but they just keep piling on and piling on to that talent and it's going to be exciting for sure. Yeah, NAU is is a is a big school like we said in the last one and mm-hmm. same for Oregon and that I mean I there's I think you can count the amount of runners that have broken for for the mile in high school on on your hands. Mm-hmm. There's just such little people that have uh, broken for in high school. Exactly. It is it is an extremely talented field there. Mm-hmm. But um I think some ladies' world records are probably going to be broken for unfair reasons. Uh, yeah. Do you want to tell me more about that? Explain. Yeah, so the recent thing that Joe Biden has um, implanted, or whatever you want to say, into the um, into sports recently is transgender athletes can now compete for the opposite gender. So guys can compete as girls and girls compete as guys. Um, I think this is interesting, and personally, I do not think that it's fair at all to the girls. Um, not that I'm against transgenders. Uh, I just I think that it is unfair because obviously there's a lot of advantages of being a male compared to a female. So switching over, I think, creates a pretty big disadvantage. Yeah, definitely. I think if you're going to allow transgenders to run in a different race, it should have to be the male race because it's proven that males are just born at faster. They're born, they're yeah, just born that way. And Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. You know, I'm perfectly fine with people being whatever they want to be, mm-hmm. but be what you want to be, but race the race that you were born with. Yeah. I mean, if you have born, if you were born with an XY chromosome, you got to run in the XY chromosome race. And I think even if you don't think that you are that gender, I think you you kind of have to you have to because you have certain advantages that maybe you don't think you have, but you you really do have. So, in the news recently, a famous rapper by the name of Little Uzi Vert uh, spent twenty four million dollars, which took him three years. To, to get all that money 
for an embedded jewel on the top of his head. Yeah, I've I've heard that it's actually unremovable, and like, or if they wanted to do the surgery to remove it, it would be super hard to remove. Um, that's just what I heard. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but that's it's super interesting that he would get it. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone else doing this before. Yeah, you think maybe he'd get like a piercing. Mm-hmm. It would be easy to remove, and you could remove it whenever you wanted. But like, you spend twenty four million dollars. I mean, he is, he's probably making good money. He's a rapper. He's a successful rapper. But and you're making that much money. And instead of, you know, doing something smart with it, like an investing or sta- just saving it up for later, he's going ahead and spending three years worth of money on a jewel for his forehead, for a, yeah, a diamond. I can't lie, though. It does look, it does look pretty cool. But, I mean, when you think about what went into it, it's just, it's crazy. So, yeah. I mean, he's a a really good rapper, but, I mean, you're going to have a mark on your forehead when you're 20 years, 20, sorry. 20 years down the line, maybe, yeah. Yeah, 20 years down the line. Like, it's just going to stay there. If you, you know, even if you get the removal surgery, there's going to be, like, a divot in your head when you're Mm -hmm. 80 years old. I mean, he's a rapper. Rappers are probably having the best hygiene and, mm-hmm. you know, probably doing some drugs here and there. So he might not make it there, but, you, never you know, know, it's, really it's know. very interesting, you know, yeah. to get that that diamond implanted into your into your skull. But um, it was an interesting move by Little Uzi Vert. Mm-hmm. Definitely. A lot of you have probably heard the name Mr. Beast before maybe not known what it was meant or what it means, but he's the very, very popular YouTuber that uh, donated 20 million trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 20 million. He, he donated slash planted 20 million trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he raised up to $22 million, Yeah, which is, I mean, that's an insane... Yeah, with his brand, I'm not very surprised that he can do that, though. A lot, not... I mean, there's very, very few people that can do that. But the fact that Mr. Beast has raised his brand so high that people are just, like, really willing to donate to him, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, he's he's uh, growing more and more popular from giving away money. I mean, the things he's given away, he's given away an island. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's given away all – he's given away a million dollars. Uh, he's given away so much things, and he's so helpful to his community. Uh, he actually has like 50, 50 million subscribers, and he flies out some of his subscribers sometimes to where he is, and they can compete in challenges for money. So if you're not subscribed to Mr. Beast, I recommend looking him up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could be that subscriber. But also a benefit is for every subscriber he gets, he donates 10 cents to charity or someone in need. Um, and last month, he got, I think, 3 million subscribers. So he donated $300,000 to just people in need. And he walked through and he bought a whole bunch of stuff from this store and this store and, like, gave it away. And that's such a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another big thing he's done probably two or three times, I want to say twice, is he just went to a store bought the entire store and some some shoppers will come in and he'll be like 
we'll give you whatever you want, grab it, you can take it for free. He's done that many times, but what he does after he buys the whole store is he puts it in some food trucks and gives it to a, I think the Salvation Army, maybe just some type of, uh, some type of food company that gives to the poor. So that's really cool of him. He does a lot of stuff like that, and uh, he's just grown his channel off of that, and it's it's pretty incredible that he isn't greedy with his money and he actually uses it to help out everyone around him. Yeah, there's not many people on this platform that are are willing to. I mean, take really risky investments like he's taking. Like, mm-hmm. he's spending $400,000 on all of this stuff to give away, but he's he's planning on making that money back in sponsorships, which we need sponsors right about now, mm-hmm. and um, in views through YouTube. And if he doesn't get those views or that sponsorship, then he could be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And he, he's taking really risky investments and he's being really successful and, and really good for the community and everything. Yeah. He's just such think, a great guy. I think we should talk a little bit about like how he is making all this money for his channel. So I think there's like three or four big things. So sponsorships is probably the biggest one that he's doing that's making him a lot of money because people know that there's going to be a lot of viewership on what, on what he's putting out. So they're, they're going to be willing to invest in him a little bit. And obviously YouTube paying him ad revenue is going to be huge for that. And um, yeah, number three, probably just donations and a lot of that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's such a such a great guy. And definitely I'd recommend checking him out for this whole year. He's, he's I think he wants to get over a million dollars donated. And that's each month. It's 10 cents per subscriber. So, you know, it's it's a free thing to do. You just hit one button. You look up Mr. Beast and you're helping out poor people. You're helping out this, you're helping out that. Yeah, you don't um, even really have to watch him. Just literally just subscribe. Yeah, it is. Yeah. He's a super crazy. cool guy. Yeah. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening, I should say. Um, yeah. We are in need of a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, there running companies out there, whatever, you know, if you're seeing this. You could message us through anything. Message me through Instagram, Rogers, Andrew eighty one. Um, you can find me there. So, yeah. if you have any uh, any suggestions of what you want us to talk about, or uh, if you want to, you know, link a link a running company that might might want us or something like that. Uh, message Andrew eighty one. No. Yeah. Rogers Andrew eighty one on Instagram. Yep. Uh thanks for listening everybody. See ya next week.